The title of my message today is called More. As we're receiving our tithe and offering, can you look at somebody and say more? Look at the other person on the other side and say more. And now look up to heaven and ask Jesus for more. Okay. <laughs> today, my message is really about the posture of our heart really about the direction of our focus and the way we should be pursuing after Jesus, the way we should be pursuing after his word, the way that we should be hungering and thirsting after what he's given us and what he's promised us. And I got this word, <laughs> and I, I was, it made me laugh a lot, but, you know, the Holy Spirit showed me parents that, are so excited when that baby takes the first steps. We've all been there before, right? Has everybody seen a baby take their first steps? And what happens? We freak out. Oh, my gosh, look, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And they all wobbly looking crazy. And they, ah, ah, and they take those two steps. Like, ah, oh, my gosh, they're doing it. They did it. They took their first steps. Maybe the first word. They said, Mama. Oh, my gosh, they said, Dada. We get so excited, right? We get so hyped. We get so energetic. And we say, man, this is amazing. Everybody claps. They take pictures. And then when we think about it after a while, how many steps that baby's going to take in their lifetime? <laughs> how many words that baby's going to say kind of loses the luster a little bit, doesn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, the first time's awesome. But after they start walking around, then they're just annoying. After they <laughs> then they just get into everything. After they start talking, then they won't be quiet. And it's like we lose that excitement. Like what happened to everybody cheering when that baby was walking around? What happened to everybody getting excited off of that first word? It's like now it's like be quiet. Sit down. But the Holy Spirit said this to me, and I want to speak it over you. And it kind of aligns, it aligns complete with that verse in Zephaniah 3, that he is rejoicing over you. He rejoices over you. He rejoices over every single step. Every single step, every single word, he rejoices over you. And he doesn't stop. When you give your heart to the Lord, when you decide to take on this walk of faith, when you decide to become a Christian, all of heaven breaks loose and erupting and cheer what the Holy Spirit said to me is that he does that each and every time you choose him. Each and every time you wake up and say, I'm going to live my life completely for the Lord. Each and every time you wake up and say, I'm going to read this word. Every single time you pray for somebody. Every single time you don't treat somebody like they deserve, but you treat them like they're a child of God. Every single time you do the things of this world and you see it and you say, I'm not going to step into it. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to talk bad. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Every time you do it, he is rejoicing. Like a parent, he is over top of you. Let's go. That's my kid. Did you see him? Did you see him take that step? When they got on your nerves, did you see him? It doesn't matter how old, it doesn't matter how young, it doesn't matter. He looks at you and he says, you know what? You've been putting on those shoes every single day and walking in faith. You stayed strong. And he looks at you and he says, I'm proud. 
I'm proud. The same, day, same way I was proud when you said yes, Jesus, that first time is the same way I'm proud after all these years when you wake up and do it again. Because it's easy to start. It's easy to start. Jesus, I love you. Be the Lord of my life. Amen. Eternal security checked off. That's easy. But you can ask Pastor Clarence. You can ask Pastor Karen. After 30 years, after 40 years, when then that temptation comes back, when that curveball comes back, when the enemy tries to attack, and you still maintain the integrity of who you were called to be, it doesn't feel as exciting as that first day when you raised your hand for salvation. But what the Holy Spirit is saying is that I love you just as much. And I'm just as excited. And even more so, I'm even more excited because you stayed consistent and you stayed strong. A lot of times in our life, we feel like we're never praised for the things that we do consistently well. But let you make one mistake. <laughs> Anybody else agree? relate to that? Anybody? Yeah, it's like I do all these things so well. But the one time I get an attitude, <laughs> the one time I act in my flesh... Everybody's there with the cell phone taking a picture, right? <laughs> it's like, y'all didn't cheer me on for being consistently great, for being consistently planted in this word. But I make one little mistake and everybody's there to see. Anybody ever feel that way? And that's what the Holy Spirit is saying. He's rejoicing over you. Every single day, even though you might not feel like anybody sees it, he sees you. He sees you when you don't speak gossip. He sees you when you don't pick up that drink. He sees you when you decide not to go in that environment that you know better. He sees you when you treat that family member that's acting like a kid that's way too old to be acting that way with love. He sees it. And the world may not cheer you on for it, but your father is rejoicing over you. He is rejoicing over you. So don't get tired, don't get weary, don't give up. Because each and every day you have a choice to make. And when you choose well, the Father in heaven is clapping and screaming and jumping up and down for you. And he loves you so much. So I want to really quickly look at Joshua. Because as we talk about Joshua and, and a couple of these other guys I'm going to get into, but you know, Joshua had a very long roller coaster type of life. He went from slave in Egypt to spy in the wilderness to now wandering in the wilderness to now leading the Israelites into the promised land. So he had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You can imagine Joshua at the very beginning, just like some of us when we we're first saved, when we first get that salvation, he was excited. We're getting out of Egypt. Let's go. Amen. He was excited. He was hyped. Then when he was 40, Moses told him, hey, go scout out the land. And he went with 12 spies. Joshua and Caleb, they went with, with 10 other guys, and they looked at the, the promised land. And, and the 10 other guys that were with them said, hey, this place is scary. There's giants. We look like crickets compared to them. They'll kill us. They'll smash us. And Joshua was, was on a completely different type of time. He was filled with the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He didn't know it at the time, but he was filled with the audacity of heaven, the audacity of God that said, this is our land and we can take it. 
He was excited. He said, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Take the land. And Joshua gave that report. Caleb gave that report. But for another 40 years, they wandered. And that's a word for some of us in here. Some of us that have been walking this walk, that have been living this faith out, don't give up. Because what the Lord showed Joshua, that promise that he gave him, he had every intention to bring it to pass. The Lord isn't slow. It's in his time. The Lord is not slow. He's not forgotten about you. He hasn't given up on you. He said, it is in my time. And Joshua, you have to stay consistent. You have to continue to pursue me. You have to continue to dedicate your life unto me so that I can use you at 80 years old to lead this nation into the promised land. 80 years old. And I can just picture Joshua excited. Not arched over back. No, no, no. I could see him walking in there proud. He's waiting for it. I was waiting for this day. I knew this day was coming. And I love this verse in Joshua 3, 7. The Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. So I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to show you in front of all this nation that I'm with you just like I was with Moses. I'm with you. And not only am I, am I just with you, but I'm going to take you further than where Moses was. I'm going to give you more than I gave to Moses. Moses got to lead them out of Egypt. Moses got to set people free, but he never got to see the promised land. And so God is saying to Joshua, he's saying, not only am I with you like I was with Moses, but you're getting ready to get even more. Look at somebody say more. More. Our desire is for more. Our heart's desire has to be for more. Because if it isn't, we get complacent. We check a box and say, hey, I'm going to heaven. I'm eternally secure and I can treat everybody like crap. I can, I can kick my feet up and not actually read this Bible. I can kick my feet up and gossip. I can relax. I can sit back. I can get leisurely. I can fall in love and indulge in comfort. And so we have to be careful, church, to always have a posture of more. We have to look at what he did and say, I want more. Because that's what the Lord is saying. I'm with you just like I was with Moses. Now get to that Jordan River and see what I'm about to do. He got the people ready. He said, consecrate yourself. Let's go. We're going. We're walking into the land. And we see him do it. We see Joshua cross the river, cross the Jordan River on dry ground. He splits the water just like he did with Moses. Cross the river on dry ground. We see him crash the walls of Jericho down without a fight. Just the group of dedicated people walking around, screaming praises out to the Lord. Didn't have to fight. He said, I'm going to show you more. Moses got you up out of Egypt. Watch what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to deliver you into the promised land. I'm going to split the seas just like what I did with Moses, but then you're going to see walls fall down. That's a word for you, church. That's a word for you. Because our heart's pursuit has to be for more. 
I love um, in this verse, Mark 4.24, it says, Consider carefully what you hear. This is Jesus speaking. He said, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Even more. Be careful what you're listening to. Be careful what you're living by. Because the amount that you're giving to that, the amount of attention that you're giving to that, he goes on in that, in that verse to talk about coming forward with an empty basket, treating your faith like an empty basket and saying, pour into me. But the, when you come into this presence, when you come into this church, when you come into the word with a basket that's full, full of the teachings of this world, full of the YouTube pastors and the podcasts and the influencers and your social media friends, when it's full of so much, there's no more room. You don't have room for more. You have no room for more. And so you have to come empty. You have to listen. It says that in Mark 4.24, it says, with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you and even more. And the more, the more is spiritual wisdom. The more is spiritual wisdom. It's to say, God, I want even a, a greater understanding. A greater understanding of what you're saying. Give me more. I want to hear what you said before, and I want to get it even deeper into my heart. In every situation that I live through, in every circumstance that I go through, allow it to teach me more about you. Allow it to fill me up with your spirit even more. I come before you empty with an empty basket, the biggest one I can hold. Fill me up with more. That has to be our heart's posture. That has to be how we move. Because we want it. We want more than what our parents had. That has to be your desire. You have to look at, at grandma and grandpa and what they had and say, that was great, but I want more. That was amazing what they did. That was awesome. The Jesus movement, I love that movie, you know, the Jesus Revolution. We watched it. That was great, but I want more. I want more than that. I want to see double. I want to see double the anointing. I want to see double I want to look at what Dr. Kayetan did and say, wow, I honor that. It's amazing, but I want more. That was awesome. I got to teach our class this morning, our membership class, and we talked about Charles Finney and Smith Wigglesworth and Lester Summerall and Dr. Kayetan and Pastor Troy and down the lineage of that mantle being passed over and over and over again. And I said, Jesus, oh, my God, give me more. Give me more. Take what they did. Fill me with even more. I want to gain spiritual wisdom. I want to be able to interact with the people of this world and not battle with flesh and blood, but see the spirit that's attacking them and say, in Jesus' name, be gone. Break off of them. I want to be able to step into this world filled with so much darkness and take my generation into the promised land. I don't want to just free people to start wandering around for 40 more years. I want to take my generation's hand and say, let's go, we're going in. We're going in. 
He's going to let us walk off. He's with us. Just like he was with Moses, he's with us. Let's go. Come with me. Come on, let's go. He's going to bring walls down. He's going to deliver our enemies. Don't listen to the report. Don't listen to what they say. He's got us. Let's go. Let's go in. I want more. In First and Second Kings, we see the prophet Elijah. The prophet Elijah, his God is Yahweh. Ooh, Elijah was a cold dude. Elijah was cold. Elijah heard the still small voice of the Lord. He heard all the loud thunder. He saw the earthquakes. He saw the fire. He saw the storms. And he could still hear the Lord. He heard that still small voice. We saw when he spoke, rain stopped. When he said it's going to be a drought, it was a drought. When he said it was going to rain, the rain started to fall. He heard the voice of the Lord. He was in step in everything he did. He got into a duel with King Ahab, and he said, listen, my God's the real God. Elijah didn't have to argue with him. He said, you want to test? He was like, let's do it. King Ahab said, no, Baal is the true God. Your God is fake. So he got all his prophets together. And they got a cow, and Elijah pulled his cow up to the mountain. The prophets of Baal pulled their cow up to the mountain, and they sacrificed them both. And the prophets of Baal, it said they screamed out and yelled and cried out to their God, Oh, bring fire down on our sacrifice, Baal. Help us. Show, us, show everybody that you're the true God. You know what Elijah did? He said he got buckets of water. And poured them all over his sacrifice. He grabbed buckets of water and poured them all over his sacrifice. He said, let me show you what's up. Let me show you the truth. Because he knew who he was. He knew who God was. He heard the still small voice. He was convicted about it. He said, you can sit here and scream and cry out. He even made fun of him. I said, he said, I don't think, you, I don't think your God hears you. Maybe cry a little bit louder. The fire's not coming. I don't hear anything. While you, while you guys are yelling, keep pouring water. Keep pouring water. And it said that fire fell from heaven and lit up his sacrifice, and it began to rain. He knew who he was. Elijah had so much, so much anointing. And then he gave his mantle over to Elisha. He said, Elisha, come follow me. And Elisha followed him. He saw miracles. He saw miracles performed. He saw God move. He saw king's hearts change. He watched Elijah operate. This great man of God, the one who heard God's voice clearly, Elisha watched him. And when it came time for Elijah to go, he told him, he said, hey, look, man, you know the Lord's getting ready to take me up to heaven. That's what he told Elisha. He said, I know, and I'm going to follow you. He said, well, you can stay here. And Elisha said, absolutely not. I'm going to go with you. He said, I'm going to go with you to Jericho. I'm going to go with you to Bethel. I'm going to go with you. They went to three different cities. Each time they stopped, he said, hey, you know you can stay. And Elisha said, no, I'm not going anywhere. And then we see in 2 Kings 2 verse 9, I'm going to read it straight from the word. It says, when they had crossed, oh, okay, hold on, a little bit back. Let's go to 8 because the Jordan River is significant. We saw Joshua cross the Jordan River. 
Now we see Elijah and Elijah crossing the Jordan River. Elijah takes off his cloak, smacks the river, and it opens up and they cross on dry land. This is right before he was getting ready to be taken up to heaven. So he crosses the river, and Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken soon? And Elisha said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. He said, I saw what you did. I saw you call down fire. I saw the rain. I saw the droughts. I've seen it. I want double. Saw what you did. Give me a double portion. And Elijah said, you have asked a difficult thing. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they are walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. And when he struck that water, he walked across on dry land. He picked up the mantle. First, he had to have a desire for it, but then he picked it up. He said, Lord, give me more. Lord, give me a double portion. Lord, give me more. But he didn't just say it. He didn't just ask for it. After it happened, he picked it up. He knew he had it. He picked it up and he knew he had it. In church, our desire is for more, but we have to pick it up. Our desire is for more. We can sit here and cry out and say, hey, I want a double portion. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see generations healed. I want to see generational curses broken. I want to see the Lord break down walls and bring this oasis. But we have to pick it up. We have to pick it up. We have to pick it up and say, Lord, I will do whatever you ask. Lord, I'll do whatever you ask. I'll pick up this Bible. I'll come into this room, I'll let go of a fence. I'll let go of a fence. It's not worth it. I don't got any right to talk bad about nobody. It's not worth it. I'll let go. I'll let go of comfort. I'll serve. I'll give. You know, I started this habit, and it's pretty funny, um, you know, I try my best, but I've done it now for almost three weeks. And before I do anything in the morning, I grab this word and read it. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's three weeks. That may not seem that crazy, but try it. Try it for yourself. Don't touch your phone. Don't try to do anything at all. Grab this first. See. See if you can do it. I challenge you. And sometimes I only read like half a chapter, then I got to go pee real quick. But... (laughs) but at least I did it right (laughs) and I'll come back and I'll read some more but 
<laughs> try it. I challenge you to do it. Seriously. I challenge you this week. Try to pick this up first. Try to pick this up first. Because I want to see a double portion. I want to see a double portion. What I've seen has been awesome, and I have had the pleasure of growing up in such an anointed family, in such an anointed house, but I want more. This isn't enough, church. This isn't enough. I want to see a double portion, but in order to see that, it's going to cost something. It's going to cost everything. We have to be willing to pick up that mantle, walk to that river, slap it, and watch the seas part. We want that power, but we have to sacrifice for it. We got to lay down our comfort. We got to lay down our leisure. We got to lay down a fence. You got to let it go. Or it's not going to move. It's not going to grow. <laughs> Me and Dion had a conversation the other day. I said, look, man, there's never going to be anything that will ever be in between us. Because I'll fight. I will, I'll fight you if it means that we have peace at the end. <laughs> I'll fight you if it means that at the end of it we can have peace. Why? Because I want to step into this room and experience worship like we did today. I want to step into this room and get a double portion of the Holy Spirit. We don't have room. We don't have room to hold on to some dumb stuff. There's no room. And that's the challenge for you. Fight. Fight to pick this mantle up. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you're going through it. Sometimes you may feel lost. Fight. Pick it up. Before you touch your phone, before you text anybody back, pick this up. Write this word on your heart so that you can receive more. Pay attention to this. That Make this the loudest voice says it in that verse in Mark 4, 24, with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. The amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of attention you are paying to this, it will be measured unto you and even more. The amount of spiritual wisdom and authority that you are looking for will be a direct result of the time you spend in this. It costs something, but that's how it works. That's how throughout this book, that's throughout history, we see the mantle being passed. We see the mantle being given. It's our legacy. We see Moses to Joshua. Moses got him out. Joshua let him in. He got more. We see Elijah to Elisha. He got a double portion. He was calling down fire. Elisha was raising the dead. Got a double portion. We see John the Baptist. I love this verse um, in Luke, uh, Luke 3.16. <laughs> they, they said, are you the Savior? They asked John the Baptist. They said, are you the Savior? Are you the one? And John said, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He said, I'm not even worthy to tie this man's Yeezys. He is going to come and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit in the fire. We see the mantle passed on. 
We see the mantle of Moses passed to Joshua, Elijah, or Elijah to Elisha. We see John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And then Jesus tells us in John 14, 12, he says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. He's called us to more. He said, that's the mantle I've been showing you in this book. That's what I've been showing you for 6,000 years. You're supposed to look at what came before you, pick it up, make it your own, and do more. Grab hold to it. Have a personal relationship with him. Make it mean something more than it did to your grandma. Because we thank you for grandma praying. We thank you for all those hours that she read her Bible. But now it's time for you to pick it up and do more. Because that's what we want. We want to see a double portion. We want to do greater. Could you imagine if we walked this way, what this room would look like? If when we stepped into a worship service, we worshiped with all our hearts. Oh my gosh. If we didn't let our hands hang limp, we didn't let insecurity keep us in the back. We didn't let the distractions of this world get to our hearts and our minds. We said, I'm here to worship with all my heart. I'm going to walk out and live this word for real. I'm going to walk out and create change. I'm going to walk out with a smile on my face even when it's hard. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to fight for peace. Even if I got to fight you, I'm going to fight for peace. (laughs) Imagine what the world would look like. Imagine what our region would look like. Imagine what our church would look like. Because Jesus said, hey, I got to go. But what's coming to you is greater than anything I can even explain in words. Because that's the mantle that we have right now. He said, hey, I'm going to go up to heaven, but I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And you live with it every single day. You get the opportunity to live with the Holy Spirit. You have the opportunity to live with the Holy Spirit, guiding you, operating through you, leading you, moving. That is a privilege. And it's a privilege that comes with conviction because I'm a little afraid to get to heaven and meet all these Old Testament people that are like, um... We had to do an awful lot. (laughs) We had to do a lot more than lift our hands in a service when great music was playing. We had to do a whole lot just to see anything happen from God, just to talk to him. And I'm going to have a little bit of a, let me put my head down and walk to my mansion in heaven because there's a whole lot of people that didn't have even a portion of what we have free access to. Of what we have free access to. And I want to get up there and I want them to say, wow, look what you did. You took that mantle and you ran with it. You took that mantle, you picked it up and you slapped that water. You started raising people from the dead. Look what you did. There was only one person that was filled with Jesus in your family. But you grabbed that mantle and you changed the generations after you. You broke generational curses. 
You shut down the Cleveland Clinic. They built a city to exalt cancer and illness, and you shut it down. Imagine, we want a double portion. That's our heart's desire today. That's our posture today. And church, that's what I want you to walk out of here with, the desire for a double portion, for you to wake up each and every day and say, more, 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 God. And as I was spending some time with Jesus this morning, I kind of got this this idea, and um, you could probably give me a little bit of music. We're going to close here in a second. But I feel like the Lord, that verse, I've I've already read it twice, but I'm going to read it one more time from Zephaniah. It says, sing, daughter Zion. Shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. Daughter Jerusalem, the Lord has taken punishment. He has turned back your enemies. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to you, do not fear. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. He says, worship with all your heart. Don't let your hands hang limp. He's rejoicing. He's rejoicing over you. So what I want to do right now is that if if you've never accepted Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, I just want every eye closed right now in this room. Say this prayer in your own words, but today there's an opportunity for salvation. There's a choice that you have to make between heaven, hell. That's step one. So today I want you to make that decision to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he died and was raised again, and that his Holy Spirit can guide you and sustain you and bring heaven on earth through you. In this moment right now, I just want you to pray out. If that's you for the first time, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins, God. Wash me clean. I want to live in you. I want to abide in your presence. Lord, I want you to fill my heart with your words, with your actions. Guide me, Lord. Lord, allow me to wake up each day and say less of me and more of you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that today, I want to say, I can't wait to see you in heaven. It's going to be really, really cool. And I hope that if that was your first time praying it today, I hope you walk up to me and be like, hey, you remember when you preached that more message? I was in there and I prayed and that was the day. It's your spiritual birthday. Happy birthday. Heaven is rejoicing right now. The angels are up there. Let's go. But guess what? The angels are rejoicing over you, Christian, who's been waking up for the last 50 years and saying, I'm going to live according to that word. He's rejoicing over you the same exact way. You see, Pastor Tossie, he's still doing it. 
<laughs> See, Pastor Rita, Pastor Karen, they were up here with their hands raised in worship, showing them how it's done. Do you see them? They're rejoicing over them. So today, as I close, I want to set this moment up for there to be a mantle passed on. And first and foremost, if you've been a Christian for over 30 years, I want you to stand to your feet. If you've been a Christian for over 30 years, I want you to stand to your feet. Everybody give them a hand. Yeah. That's leg that's called legacy. That's called legacy. <laughs> That's a mantle that has been carried well. That's a mantle that's been carried well. And that we have the honor to look at and say we want a double portion. And the people that are standing right now, you're not off the hook. Joshua was 80. He was 80 years old when he led them into the promised land. You're not done. This cheer, this, that clap wasn't because you're finished. That clap was to say, we see you. <laughs> we see you. Don't give up. Don't quit. And finish well. That's what that clap was for. Say, we see your consistency. We're not just going to cheer when something starts. We're going to cheer when somebody finishes well. You're not done. You got more. You got more to give, and we need to see you finish well. If you've been a Christian for the past 15 years, I want you to stand to your feet. 15 years, stand to your feet. Amen. Give me a hand. Yes, sir. That's where I'm at, too. <laughs> we got to pick up this mantle. It's time for us to pick up this mantle. 10 years stand up if you've been a Christian yeah amen five, year, five years or less, less stand to your feet five years or less stand to your feet amen hey. I love it so what I want to happen in this moment and I love that some of you guys stood up because we talk about this in DSM. If it's not your own faith, it's not yours. Your parents can't save you into heaven. It has to be your own. And so I love that you guys stood up and said, in the last five years, I made it my own. I made it personal. Amen. God bless you guys. Um, what I want to happen right now is if you're in that group, the last five-year group, I want you to come across the front. Be bold. Be bold in this moment. If you were in that group of the last five years, come across the front. Amen. God bless you. Yeah, give him a hand. Yep, come up here. Come up here. Amen. 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 It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter any of that. Be bold. If you're in that group of the last 10 years, I want you to come in front of them. Last 10 years, come in front. Give them a hand as they come forward. Last 10 years. Amen. 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 God bless you. 
what did I say, 20 or 15? 15, come in front of them. 15, come in front of them. And now what I want to happen in this moment is that my 30-year people, my 30-year people, I want you to come up here and I want you to bless those that came before you. I want you to bless those that came before you, people that are standing up here and people that are out there. I want you to come up here and bless those that are coming after you. As they come and pray for you, I want you to lay hands on them as well and say, finish well. I want you to lay hands on one another and pray for one another. And the people that are younger, the people that are just stepping into this, that are earlier in this walk, I want you to say, give me a double portion of the person that is praying for me. That person that has been walking this for 30 years, give me a double portion of what they have. Begin to pray for one another. Begin to pray that the Lord gives us more. That the Lord allows us to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That there is a transferring of a mantle that is happening right now in this moment. That God is moving in this room. And he's saying, you are receiving a double portion. You are receiving a double portion. Christian that has been walking this race for more than 30 years, you are not done. You are being filled with the energy of the Lord. You are being filled with the energy of heaven. Christian that just became a Christian today it is time for you to pick up the mantle and run this race well ask for a double portion from heaven today ask for a double portion from heaven today say Lord fill me up with more fill me up with more God allow me to see what came before allow me to see what happened before and ask for more Say, thank you, Jesus, for the fire that you brought down. Now give me more. Thank you, Jesus, for the fire you brought down. Now give me more. A double portion right now in Jesus' name. A double portion right now in Jesus' name. to take as much time you need at this altar but for those that have to go live right love everybody and pray hard we thank you for being here wake up every day asking for more god bless you